Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast in audio and video form. I say that because we're coming to you live from the HCS Pro Talk, well, the Pro Talk Studios, my apologies, Will, uh, in yesterday was gorgeous. Yeah, yesterday it, was good. Yeah, today is okay. It's a little chilly. We're in the the April season of Minnesota. That is where we are. Um, this is episode 123. That's right. One, two, three. For the week of April 19th, 2020. My name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire. This week I'm joined by, well, obviously I'm joined by, but the man in the, you said Washington Nationals? Yes. Hat. World Series hat is what yeah, you said? It's got, uh, is it this side or this side? Got a, it's got it's a badge on right here. Yeah. Yeah. For their World Series. Pretty sick. Win last year. Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on this Sunday afternoon? Doing fine. Another Sunday. It is. It's a Sunday fun day. It's a yep. Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day. It is indeed. Uh, welcome everybody in chat. Thank you all for tuning in live to the show. What's up, Pink? What's up, Josh? Uh, glad to see your affiliate on this channel now. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, Will, I'm just going to ask, do you want to know yeah. what's coming up on the show this week? What do we got? We've got plenty of tournaments are announced, but not many are recapped. Just a couple. Uh, we have the Halo 2 MCC PC flight has been released We'll talk about that later on. We have more information on COVID-19 in the overall video game industry, specifically related to the PlayStation 5. We have Riot providing more details on Valorant security and anti-cheat, which has been a hot topic as of, as of the last week. And then we have some more Halo and video games to talk about towards the end of the show. But before we start any of that, Will, let's start off with some competitive news. First up, we have SWAT Nation Challenger Series has been announced. This is by SWAT Nation over on SWATNation.net. Check them out. All their tournaments are listed there. You can sign up for them there. It's fucking sick. So, SWAT Nation is excited to announce a new series of competitive events with a community-first design around them. Our goal is to make the tournament experience enjoyable for the casual player while sparking the fire of competition in each of us. The good news is, is that this series will be in addition to our current schedule, so pro and semi-pro players who need a high level of competition still have that opportunity in our other tournaments. SWAT Nation tournaments are made possible through generous donations from our leadership team, people, are, people in our community, and the incredible effort put forth by our staff during these trying times. We're happy to announce that funding for the first four events was made possible by the huge and generous $1,000 contributions by Murph. Thank you so much, Murph, for helping us kickstart this series. So, how are these events different compared to other events? The Challenger Series events will allow more members of our community to experience fierce competition and an increased chance of winning along the way. As always, our standard rules apply. However, the Challenger Series event will have the following additional rules regarding eligibility. No tournament winners in the past three months are allowed to compete. No Smurf accounts allowed. This also applies for regular events. You can sign up for either the regular or the challenger events on a given month, and format will be 2v2. The 2v2 format will also have different features and limitations on a per-event basis to help things to help keep things spicy. So make sure you check out the event announcements. 
But what does this mean for you? It means you will have more events to play, more chances to win, and take some cash while enjoying some sweaty SWAT competitive gameplay. That's what that means for you. (laughs) I think that's fantastic. I like that. Giving an opportunity for the non-professional and semi-professional players to play and still have a chance to win, make some money, have some fun, make some friends, make some enemies. I think it's awesome. I'm excited for that. Um, But it doesn't stop there. Penn Halo announces their tournament roadmap. This is by Penn Halo over on Twitter. We'll be hosting weekly 2v2 tournaments with entry-dependent pricing for Halo 3 and Halo 5. These events will pay to first place only. You can go to penhalo.com slash sign up for more information. Link will be included in the Google Doc of the show and to the show. Here are all of the mo-fucking dates. So for the Halo 3 2v2 series, April 19th, so today, April 26th, March 3rd, 10th, and 17th, and the 24th, and the 31st. Looks like there's a typo there in the in the graphic. And then June 7th, 14th, and 21st. And then on the Halo 5 side of things, April 17th, so it already took place, April 24th, May 1st, 8th, 15th, 22nd, and 29th, and then June 5th, 12th, and 19th. Holy hot damn. That is a lot of Halo tournaments. Um, So make sure to head to that website. Sign up if you're able to. Again, Halo 3 and Halo 5, you have your preference there. A lot of people have been clamoring for more Halo 5 tournaments to take place. Looks like you have an opportunity here. Don't miss it. The tournament announcements don't stop there, though, Will. Because we have a couple more. Money Tuesday announcement. This is by Louis V. Titan. Awesome member of the community. Money Tuesday, April 28th. Can Bound and Renegade finally be dethroned? Ryan Noob and Rain thinks so. Soul Snipe knocked Pyretic out of contention at DreamHack Atlanta. Pyretic is out for revenge in a 1v1. Interested in sponsoring? You can head up Perez at aastudios.gg for that. And then CGL announced their next Halo tournament. This is by Console Gaming League on Twitter. Halo 5 returns to CGL with a 2v2 tournament on May 2nd. It's free to enter. There'll be a $150 prize pool. You can sign up at consolegamingleague.com slash Halo, and it'll be streamed on twitch.tv slash CGL1. Again, all the information in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. couple last pieces of competitive news information. We have Monza is joining Mantra. This is by Mantra. She dominates, she destroys, she knows how to win. She's also the first woman to officially join Mantra Esports as content creator. Be sure to follow Monza. She'll be visiting events in the future with the team. Congratulations, Monza. That's fantastic. And then finally, actually, I lied. There's another one after this. So, uh, Icy Chiller is looking for tournament preferences. It's by Icy Chiller on Twitter. After Click Gaming's Call of Duty Modern Warfare League signups close next week, we'll be teaming up with AGN, AGN events to bring Halo peeps some old school loving. So, there's a poll in the tweet, and it asks what type of Halo 2 tournament you're looking forward to, like what you would prefer. So, make sure to check out that poll in that tweet. Vote, have your opinion be heard. And all that fun stuff. What's up, Europa Halo? And what's up, Heavy Rainfall? How's it going, folks? And then, like I said earlier, so right before we started recording this, Halo 2 OGs on Twitter put out a tweet as well. And this asks, if we were to organize a tournament for Halo 2, either a 2v2 or a 4v4, would you sign up? 
Yes, no, who cares? Do it already. Check out the poll. I'll include the link in the show notes. I'm going to add it right now. And uh, for reference here, their Twitter bio states, group of Halo OGs mainly gaming Halo 2 on MCC and Project Cartographer. So something tells me I bet it's going to be a Project Cartographer tournament. If that is a thing. Who knows? Um, But Will, that's it for the competitive news. Upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo esports needs, wants, desires, loves. I'm not going to say hate because we we love this thing here. And uh, here we go. So sun, Sunday, April 19th, today, as a matter of fact, we have Europa Halo Double Series matches. Uh, one of them had already completed. One of them is currently going on, and then there's two more after that. These include Amojo Gaming versus Zuspenny. Lagger Gaming versus Demonica Esports, Dinero GG going up against Black and White, and then Cartel GG going up against Bread and Haggis. You can go to twitch.tv slash Europa Halo, uh, where they're currently being streamed right now. So there's that fun stuff for you. Uh, we have the Pen Halo Halo 3 2v2. That's taking place later today. And then we have Tourney Times Jack of All Trades Halo 5 2v2 also taking place today. On Sunday, April 16th, uh, 16th, 26th, good Lord, dates are hard. We have the Halo Australia Pro League Halo 5 4v4 number one. Their Pro League officially begins. And then we have the SWAT Nation Easter Headhunt Spring Fling Edition Halo 5 2v2 is also taking place next weekend. So stay tuned for all of that fun stuff. Will, let's sit for the upcoming terms of the week. What do we got next? Roster! Again, nothing to report this week. No big tournaments going on. Nothing on the official side of things. Um, Obviously, the community-run stuff is great, but we haven't seen a lot of roster shakeups. You know, a lot of people sticking together on those. So nothing to report at this time. And maybe once we finally get the the HCS tournament announcement for whatever that's going to be, I mean, obviously, we'll have Roster Media back for that. Yeah. Excuse me. So, yeah. Looking with, forward with, to that. With the community stuff, a lot of it's, you know, sign up before the tournament, play the tournament. Right. We don't really get that information until the tournament's running. Exactly. And, yeah, so it's we don't have these big, like, you know, toxic gaming shakeups or anything like that. Right, and usually they sign up, like, what, two days before? Yeah, so the, the, the sign-up ends a day or two before. So there's yeah. just no time. Yep. Um. So, with that, we do have some things to report on for the tournament league recaps. Will, take it away. All right, we'll start with the Europa Halo Double Series Week 2 standings. In Division 1, we have Swaggin 64s. They're 0-2. Austrian Force 0-2. Mocket 0-2. Uh, Krogan Kro- Virus. I can't say that. Uh, they're 1-1. De Niro GG is 1-1. Bread and Haggis is 2-0. Black and White 2-0. And Cartel GG 2-0. Out of Division 2, Demonica Esports 0-2. Lager Gaming, 0-2. Zuspenny, 1-1. Beetlenut, 1-1. Quarantined, 1-1. Shurz Esports, 1-1. Omojo Gaming is 2-0. And Jump Out Gang, 2-0. Then we do have the Bama Land Halo 5 Money 8 tournament results. So 7th and 8th we have... Josh? No. Go ahead. Go ahead. You you look like you... Oh, I see. That's all I was going to do. That's it. <laughs> In 7th through 8th, we have Blaze's team and Bard's team. 5th through 6th, Rhino's team and Floppy's team. 4th, JK, I'm going to go with 7's team. 
Third, Holic JK's team. Second, Gold Star BR's team. And first, Super CC's team. Congratulations. I couldn't find everybody on said team. And the that's, and the challenge bracket didn't include that info, so gotcha. I just had to go with what I got. Eh, that's all right. Yeah. Is what it is. At least we had the results. We have the results. That's all that matters. They've been reported on. They have. <laughs> we did our job, damn it. We did it. <laughs> uh, what is up, Jordan? Welcome as well. Who doesn't love a good swing fling? You mean, I know you meant spring fling. I know you said spring fling. Uh, who, do, yeah, who doesn't yeah. like a good old spring fling? Sure. You know, I mean, Minnesota's flinging spring around like crazy. That's for damn sure. It's like it's flinging it this way, and then winter comes over this way, and then spring comes back this way, and it's... Can we just have 70-degree weather every fucking day, please? It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while, man. It's been a while. Oh. <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right, that does it for the upcoming tournament, or the tournament recap, sorry. It's okay, thank you, Will. Words are hard for me, too. It's all Wrong good. Wrong segment. Oh, my God. It, it's all good. Uh, we, we flipped things around. We, we flung things around like we, spring, you know? Yeah. That's, <laughs> what a dumb fucking segue. Uh, Will, it's time for some regular news. There's a new podcast announcement. This is by Podcast Evolved within their network. Uh, it is called Builds with Blocks, a Halo Mega, Mega Constructs podcast. So... Uh, yeah, they're going to be talking about the so mega constructs. For those who don't know, it's like it's it's a it's a Lego competitor. But the way I look at it is, it's it's Legos, but for mature themes. So like, uh, Mega Blocks does Call of Duty. They do Halo. Um, I think they do Overwatch as well, or maybe Lego says Overwatch. Either way, they do like more mature. IPs, stuff like that. And yeah, so there's there's that. If you're looking forward to that, they have a uh, podcast all about it. Um, with the new infinite toys that are being announced and releasing in the future, uh, there were some mega there were some mega construct sets in there. Um, some that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to that show. It's gonna be awesome. Um, we have the Halo community update. Bye. <laughs> I don't remember the Unishek. There we go. God, you you, you know what? You say that you don't remember what it is. You've gotten it right every time. I, I think, think it's like part of me is like muscle memory. And, but then I'm like, I second guess myself because I'm like, oh, wait, is that the right button? And then I stutter and I'm like, ah, uh, and then I'm like, yeah, that's it. You're, you're fucking, you're on the money though. I got it. You're on the money. I got this. Uh, Halo 5 Guardians. Here's the rest of the calendar for April along with the beginning of May. Well, actually all of May, I think. So April 16th, ODST Slayer currently in there. April 23rd. Rock and Rail comes back. Will. Rock and Rail. Get your XP. That's right. April 30th, CE Anniversary, and Warzone Turbo goes live for the weekend. May 7th, Snipers rotates into Ranked, and then Roaming King comes back. On May 14th, we have Griffball and Warzone Assault going live for the weekend. And finally, on the 21st of May, Action Sack makes its return. And then the, the last blurb, we talked about it last week. It's also included this week because details are still being finalized. For Halo Esports, the HCS team is working to finalize plans for online tournaments. We'll share details when everything's locked in. So, Will, I talked to you before we started recording. There was one thing. So I have I have an idea of what I think is going to happen, and we're going to talk about it right after this next news story because this is this is the big one. Yeah. Um so the final news story we have Halo 2 MCC PC flight is out right now. Now, this is from the Insider Support uh, Halo Waypoint article. Um, I'm going to read through it. We'll tell you about like what's included within the flight, what to expect, and then thoughts and all that. Here we go. 
Master Chief, defend this station. Hello Spartans and welcome to the Halo 2 flight for the Halo Master Chief Collection on PC. This is your flight overview to April's public flight of Halo 2 and Halo 2 Anniversary on PC. This knowledge-based article, KBA, includes important information you will want to know regarding the flight. Please take a moment to read through it carefully. For some participants, a survey email may be sent to gather your thoughts and feedback on this experience throughout the flight. So keep an eye out for an email to share your experience with us. Thank you for your participation. We look forward to seeing you online. Important notes. Please read through the below notes to improve your experience in this flight. Flight communications will now be through messages on Halo Waypoint to your registered Halo Insider Program profile. We are moving away from the previous system of sending multiple emails that contain critical information. To help make this process easier and cut down on missing emails and confusion, we're moving to more of a self-service model and shifting all key communications to Halo Waypoint. Therefore, go to Halo Waypoint, log in with your Microsoft account, that is hopefully the same account you have linked to your Halo Insider program account, which it should be, and check and see if you have any notifi notifications on Halo Waypoint. That is how you will know. Yes, emails did get sent out as well, but on Halo Waypoint, that is how you'll know definitively if you got in. Use your Halo Insider registered Xbox Live profile. Duh. In order to install the flight content, please follow the step-by-step -step installation instructions for the version you were invited to. So... Um, some people got into the Microsoft store version when they only sign up for the steam version, the setup instructions, the installation instructions are different. Okay. So keep, be aware of that. The Microsoft store is a little bit more in depth. Follow the instructions thoroughly. So all I'm going to do within the Google doc of the show notes of the show and you'll be good. All right. Please do not submit new tickets for issues on the known issues list or tickets with multiple issues. So in other words, one issue per ticket. And then content creation and what not to share. As a reminder, there are no rules against streaming or content uh, creating content for this flight. Please feel free to stream, share, and create content to your heart's delight. However, do keep in mind that this is not a final product. It's a work in progress preview. Please note that while you are free to share streams and create content, the game's files are intended solely for you to be able to play and have access to during the flight only. Sharing game files from this flight to others is not permitted. Stay tuned to Halo Waypoint as we utilize our new flight messaging system for updates and changes through the duration of this flight. Keep an eye on the Halo Insider Forum and the at Halo Support Twitter account for the latest info related to flighting. Thank you again for your participation and partnership. So the goals... Goals of this flight are to test our distribution pipeline, test challenges, gather feedback on the content listed below, and ensure all supported systems are functioning properly in preparation of bringing Halo 2 and Halo 2 Anniversary to Halo the Master Chief Collection on PC. Here is the content. New features. Challenge system. Customization for both Halo 2 and Halo 2 Anniversary. And theater for Halo 2 Anniversary using mouse and keyboard input. Halo 2 content. Single player and co-op campaign. Multiplayer, matchmaking, custom games, customization, and challenges. And then Halo 2 Anniversary content, single-player and co-op campaign, multiplayer, matchmaking, custom games, customization, challenges, and theater. And then they include a bunch of information for the scheduled play sessions for both Halo 2 uh, Classic and Halo 2 Anniversary. And the duration of the flight will run from April 17th, so two days ago, through April 26th. They may increase that time, but for all intents and purposes, the deadline that it ends, April 26th. So be aware of that. And then you'll have a mixture of Halo 2 Classic Team Hardcore and 
then you have like Halo 2 Anniversary, Social 4v4, and 8v8, and 2v2, just depending upon the day. So make sure to check out all the times, find out if you're in, interested, so on, and so forth. Will, before we move on, yeah, I have a thought. So the flight came out, right? Again, we talked about this right before we recorded, so I'll get to the point. The flight came out. There's been a couple announcements regarding to we're working on online tournaments for HCS. More information will be out there soon. We know what happened with Halo 1 on PC for MCC. Did it launch amazingly? No. But the fact of the matter is, shortly after that flight for CE, that game came out. Yep. And it was like, it was sh- like, uh, what is it? Shadow Dropped? Is that sure. the name of it? Yeah. Uh, where they put out a teaser, just, a, just like a teaser video on YouTube with no release date information. They put that out on YouTube. And then I think it was the next day or the day after that, it just, it's out. Here you go. Yep. And something tells me we're going to have something similar when it comes to Halo 2 and H2A on PC. Because if they're in these, what I would call final stages of getting ready to make that announcement for what the next tournament's going to be, I have a feeling it's going to be Halo 2 on PC. And therefore, I think once that once this flight's over in a week, if they don't extend it, because we've talked about it before, what people might not realize, or just as a refresher, all of these flights are work-in-progress builds from a while ago. According to what we've been told, they're from a while ago. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the current build that the devs and playtesters are playing on is probably has a lot of the things ironed out already. Not all, but probably most. So something tells me that once this flight concludes in a week, if it doesn't get extended, very shortly after that, this thing's this thing might shadow drop again. That's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's possible. What do you think? What do you think could happen here? Well, you I, I would think that the element of surprise is gone after shadow dropping Halo CE. Um, but it's something they, they very well could do. And like you said, they HCS said there there's tournament announcements coming shortly. Yes. So it makes us think, yes, Halo 2 is going to drop. The announcement's going to be Halo 2, either classic or anniversary. I think either way you piss people off, depending on what you choose. Because um, you have the classic community that's going to be like, if you choose to H2A... They're going to say, well, you know, classic is what it was. It, it's it's Halo 2. You know, the, right. the new stuff isn't what Halo 2 was. Right. And then the anniversary, you do have the crisp shots, the the amazing graphics, which r- could really be showcased if they do a PC event. Right. Um, Agreed. So I don't know. I think either way, people aren't going to be happy, but right. we're going to get a Halo 2 tournament. And you think it'll be Halo 2? I, I, I think so. I think people have been interested in it. They also did say they realize the hype for Halo 5. They do. Um, so, it, I mean, I'm going to go with either H2 or Halo 5. And base, But based off what Tashi said, the emphasis is going to be on MCC. Right. For these events. For these events. So, so Halo 5 won't happen, at least for now. 
I'm glad he acknowledged it because that's good because mm-hmm. that's a huge subset of the community, especially now when people are looking back at it. It's like the cycle you kept talking about, you know? Yeah. And now, and now people are like, oh, Halo 5 wasn't that bad. It, but still people shit on Halo 4 all the time. It's sad. I mean, that's besides the point. Um, But no, I don't... I can't see another Halo 3 event taking place. No, me either. Because I think that that, that hype died real quick. Same with Reach. Right. right. And oh, Reach. Well, it's kind of funny the pros have been saying, like, yeah, we, we wanted MCC. Mm-hmm. When we were in the thick of Halo Five, right? But now that we're doing it, it's not that great. No, um, and this isn't to say that every pro wants Halo Five because not all of them do. But there are a lot of vocal people coming out now and be like, "Why did we ever stop that?" Yeah, because like we've talked about, um, you coming from the Halo Five side, those last settings were really good. They were. Yeah, I would have loved if we continued and with it. Honestly, the the I know people say the the movement isn't Halo Five, but it's exciting to watch. It is, or it's not Halo. Obviously, it's Halo 5 because that's the freaking game. But, um, yeah, people say, you know, oh, this wasn't Halo. But it's – I enjoy watching that over any other Halo. Agreed. For, played at a competitive um, pace. So, uh, Jordan says, I want Halo 5 on PC so that I can communicate and stream it much better uh, or much easier. It's – so that's we, – we can quickly, quickly talk about this too. So, Halo the Master Chief Collection, right? Mm-hmm. All Master Chief Halos – I mean, Reach and ODST aren't technically Master Chief Halos, but they're in the game. Um, which, frankly, I'm okay with because I'm I'm happy that everything's in one package yep. and all on one platform. I like that a lot. Uh, but no, I think that'd be... Jordan, you're definitely not alone. A lot of people, myself included, Will, I think you would too, would like it to be on PC if it's yeah. functional. Yeah. That's the big thing, right? Um, but it's... It would just be easy. You're right. It would just be easier. It really would be. Now, for people who only have consoles, maybe not so much. But, I mean, it gets, it wouldn't matter because it's already on consoles. So, mm-hmm. who cares? Um, well, I think we've seen it happen. We, can, we, we know that it's possible to bring another game into MCC. Right. So, Halo Infinite releases year down the road or two. Oh, let's we're bringing Halo 5 to MCC because it's part of the story, it's part of the collection. I can see that happening. Sure. After they get past the initial wave of infinite release. I would actually I would even be fine if they didn't include it in MCC just because another engine has to be added to that shit yep. and it could just cause more problems. So, fuck it. it. Regardless, bring it to PC. Have it on Steam too. Have it as a separate launcher and everything. That's fine. And just bring it over. I, because we've seen with Halo 5 Forge is already on PC. Mm-hmm. And you can do a custom games browser um, on there. So you can technically play custom games on Halo 5 Forge on PC. So you can play it with mouse and keyboard if you want to. A lot of people already do. And then there's a modded version um, with like heavily modified FOV sliders and so on and so forth. Vito was testing it a while ago. Uh, and he, like a lot of people love that. So I definitely think it's more possible than not. I just want to see it happen because us having gaming PCs, I, something I love. The thing that I love about it, about having a gaming PC is that when you have all these older games that come over, 
Like they just, they stay with you forever. As long as your hardware survives, like it'll stay with you, which is fantastic. And you can run games in compatibility modes. They don't work all the time, but for the most part, you have an opportunity to play that if you didn't have the original system it was on. Mm -hmm. So I would love to have Halo 5 on PC just so that every Halo would be on PC and they just, they would continually go with you. You don't have to worry about having an old console to play it on because maybe that hardware doesn't exist anymore, right? It just, it'd just be awesome if that was, if that was a thing. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to catch up on chat real quick too. Nope, it's all good. It's all good. I think they're the the live chat is mostly talking between themselves right now. Yeah, and they're talking about Halo Three dropping on PC as well. I think, and that's the other thing too is that when you when you talk to people on Twitter and whatnot, people are saying that oh, there's going to be like people are looking forward to Halo Two. Don't get me wrong, but oh man, when Halo Three launches on PC, oh that shit's going to blow up. I don't think so. I don't see it because I feel like. HCS already exasperated the Halo 3 hype with the tournaments. And yes, there are people that will probably play it because that was their most played Halo, but I just don't see... Honestly, for all of these games releasing on PC, I don't see the longevity of them. The hype's there initially, and then it drops off pretty quick. And with the way that these games have been releasing so far within MCC on PC, there are some... Like, okay, let's be realistic here. For the most part... They're all fully functional. Yes. For the most part, right? You can get in, you can play through the entire campaign, you can play multiplayer matches, you can access your season for customization, uh, you get XP, your guns shoot, your grenades throw, your melees hit. For the most part, it's all there, right? Yeah. But there are these bugs that exist that, that people look at and be like, how the fuck could you release it in that state? We're not game developers, right? Therefore... I think that there could be like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of logistics shit behind the scenes that we don't know about. So maybe there are deadlines that have to be met. It's so on and so forth. I'm not trying to throw three for three under the bus for releasing them in the state that they are. Yeah. Just the fact of the matter is they do run and you are able to play the game. They're not one-to-one representations because, and I've seen this so many times and people need to get this engraved in their fucking heads. They're not going to be one-to-one. These games released on consoles that were designed for 30 or 60 FPS, right? That's it. That's what they were designed for. They were designed to run with a controller. That's what they were designed for. When you have to take when you have to take these games with all these different engines, put them all into one hopper or one launcher and like there's has to be so much behind the scenes that's like holy shit that we don't understand. And all I see online is this game's fucking broken, the game's fucking dead. How could you release it like this? Why is it not a one-to-one representation? Why does this bug still exist? Does it come to a point where it's like to shut up? I don't know, because I get that they're upset and I respect why they're upset because I would love to have it be a one-to-one representation. But it's just not going to be. Could it be? If you rebuild the whole game, start from the ground up, 
But then that <sighs> takes too much time, too much resources. That would take a long time. Um. So goalie says, w- welcome, Justin, by the way. Uh, once all the games are out on PC, you'll see the PC community play it in population levels, uh, population sizes level out. Um, heavy. What's up? I'll be right back. Okay. Sounds good. So I'll, I'll catch up on chat then while Will takes a step. Um, let's see here. I'm going to scroll through. Sorry for the audio listeners. Listen to this at home. We are live. Like we talked about. So we're going to talk about some chat real quick further on the discussion with halo MCC on the P. See, uh, pink states. Yeah. Thing is, this is my biggest worry for halo three drops that the games are pretty old now. So a lot of people who were big halo fans back then will have moved away by now. They'll see using even older than halo three by a bit and was mainly a campaign game. Multiplayer isn't as fleshed out. Yeah, Josh, I'm hoping to see that community glow up again. Cause halo three was fucking amazing. Not to mention a part of my childhood. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, yeah, pink, Comparable to the Reach launch on PC, it was really, really big at first and then fizzled out very, very quickly. And that also had to do with like the, the PC community and the mouse and keyboard players, it not being a very fair comparison. Like with aim assist on controller, it just didn't really didn't really work out too hot. Um Jordan, you're right. Halo 3 could. It was the biggest time. It was. No, uh, a Halo has not, I don't think a Halo has been as big as Halo 3 in the grand scheme of things. Um, and then Dave states, I feel like Halo 3 being ported to the PC will be the worst experience of the collection. Okay. Also curious if ODS 2 will be released the same day or shortly after. That That I do not know. That's a great question of which I have literally no idea. Sorry, I'm going to just reloading things here. Give me one secaroony. Also, Night Fox, thank you so much for the follow. Welcome as well. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciated. Um, Let's see. There'll be an influx when each game comes out. Then it will calm down. There'll be hardcore PC uh, communities that rise out of this, though. I can I can see that, Justin. Uh, Reach wasn't fully ironed out, nor was CE. If they have to polish every game after release, the last person will suffer the most. And also, Dave, my question is, will they polish them completely? Like, I know they're a separate team. Like, they're, they're a separate smaller team that's working on this, uh, that's not working on Infinite. But do they do that? I don't know. Uh, Pink says, I'm skeptical I'm skeptical just due to the age. I imagine it will attract quite a bit of a short-term attention, but it's hard to light up, to put it honestly, pretty dead community for any long period of time with the release of an old game that was popular in its day. Gaming demographics have changed significantly since then, so it will extra- attract a lot of nostalgia-fueled attention, but to integrate more modern and active gaming communities, that will require a whole new game. Agreed, Pink. Agreed completely. Um, Pink says TLDR, I imagine it'll be similar to reach attracts a lot of mostly short-term nostalgia field attention. Yeah. That's basically what we're getting at here. Finally able to make it. Thank you very much. Night Fox. Thanks for joining in. Um, let's see. Jordan says, I can't imagine they would polish it that much. And the question is, should they polish them? Right. If they're planning on an halo five PC port, probably not. No, I agree. Halo five has a small PC port already, right? It's forge. It has forge out on it, but like we're talking about a full blown, Right. 
like Dave said, we're talking about a full-blown if if Halo 5 in its entirety came to PC at some point in time. Down the line. Like like Will said, after Infinite releases. Down the line, right? Um, but yeah, we're caught up. We just made it. All right. Welcome back, Will. Thank you. No problem. Um, so yeah, feel free to continue on the discussion by all means. We're going to move on to the next segment of the show, which is COD and other games. Oh, ha-cha! Whew. Feel good? Oh, feeling fucking dandy. All right. All right. So first and foremost, Jason Schreier leaves Kotaku. This is by J- Jason Schreier. So some news. After eight years and some change, I am leaving Kotaku. I'm taking a few weeks off to finish up my book and hang out with my daughter, then starting a new job reporting on video games at another outlet. And then he included an article on Kotaku with a little bit more information. Feel free to read that if you would like. Um, The reason why I include that here is because he's been one of the mainstays in the space for a long time, especially at one outlet for a majority of the time. Um, Seeing him move on, I think this is a big step for him. Um, I'm curious as to see what happens with Kotaku as a whole with him gone. Uh, and I'm excited to see where he goes. And then I forgot to include it in here, but they also started a new podcast, uh, Jason and two other individuals as well. Again, I forgot to put it in here, but it's video game related, obviously. So there is that. Um, all right, well, here's something in terms of like COVID and everything happening within the video game industry. Here's a little bit more. Sony plans limited PlayStation 5 output in its first year. This is by Bloomberg, okay? So for those who don't know, Bloomberg is a pay-to-access news website, a la the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post. So you have the you have a certain amount of free articles you can access per month. So if you're unable to access the article, I included all of it. I just copy-pasted into this so you can read it if you'd like to, but I'm going to read through it. So... Sony Corp plans to produce far fewer units of its upcoming PlayStation 5 in its first year than it, had, uh, than it had for the previous generation's console's launch, according to people familiar with the matter. The Tokyo-based tech giant is limiting its initial production run in part because it expects the PS5's ambitious spec to weigh in on demand by leading to a higher price at launch. The people said, asking not to be identified because the subject is private. The global COVID-19 pandemic has affected Sony's promotional plans for the new device, but not its production capacity, they added. The company has told assembly partners that it would make 5 to 6 million units of the PlayStation 5 in the fiscal year ending March 2021, according to other people involved in the machine supply chain. When Sony released the PlayStation 4 in November 2013, it sold 7.5 million units in its first two quarters. Keep in mind, the PlayStation 4 is an unbelievably popular console. Like, holy hell. All right. The PlayStation 5's loftier price tag may also deter initial take-up. Game developers who've been creating titles for the next PlayStation anticipate its price to be in the region of $499 to $549. And Bloomberg Intelligence's Matthew Canterman points to increased component costs pushing up the price required for Sony to break even. Sony has struggled with its price-setting decision for the PlayStation 5 because of scarce components, Bloomberg News has reported. Sony's strategy, according to several people familiar with its plans, will be to rely on incumbent PlayStation 4 models as a bridge to get new users onto the PlayStation platform's network services while the PlayStation 5 remains in limited supply, the people said. Currently, Sony sells the PlayStation 4 for $300 and the higher-end PS4 Pro for $400. 
The company may cut these prices around the time of the PlayStation 5 launch to stimulate new subscribers to the PlayStation Plus membership program and PlayStation Now game streaming service, the people said. Sony's chief executive officer, Kenichiro Yoshida, has said the company will aim to increase recurring revenue rather than one-time hardware purchases. The PlayStation 5 production volume could still change depending on the COVID-19 situation, the people said. Sony has asked employees to work from home to mitigate the spread of the virus, and its board has been unable to meet to approve business plans for the current fiscal year, including those for the PlayStation unit. That meeting was originally supposed to take place in March. Sony said last month that it plans to release results for the year ended March on April 30th, but may be forced to push the date back due to the pandemic. The virus has already upended Sony's promotional plans. The company may forego hosting a public press conference for its PlayStation 5 release date and price unveiling due to infection fears. Recently, it was forced to reveal its DualSense PS5 controller in a hurried fashion, according to people informed on the matter. While only a small circle within Sony are privy to the appearance of the PlayStation 5 console, the controller has been shared with outside developers and the company feared it couldn't control leaks, they said. Still, Sony remains unlikely to delay the launch of the PlayStation 5 from the current fiscal year and shopping season. So long as our uh, arch-rival Microsoft... Arch-rival? So long as arch-rival Microsoft Corp. doesn't push back the release of its next-generation Xbox, also expected at the end of the year, Sony won't delay either, the people said. Some analysts believe the close contest for attention between the PlayStation and Xbox, especially in the U.S., may force both companies to sell their new consoles at a loss. I can't wait till I'm done with this because I have things to say. Uh, quote, I think both the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X may end up at $450, even though they would lose money at that price, said Damian Thong, an analyst at uh, Macquarie Capital. Suppliers have started delivering components to PlayStation 5 assemblers who are scheduled to begin mass production, uh, mass producing the product in June. Sony's PlayStation chief, Jim Ryan, has stressed that the machine's launch could be simultaneous around the globe, according to people in the community's supply chain. For those who want to know as well, the Xbox Series X is going to be a worldwide launch. COVID-19 travel restrictions have prevented Sony engineers from flying to China to direct final adjustments before assembly plants go into mass production. Sony's assembly partner had voiced concern last month about meeting the production deadline. However, those worries have since uh, abated and it should now be able to meet Sony's requested schedule, people familiar with the discussion said. On the software front, Sony has publicly warned that the COVID-19 pandemic may affect the game production pipeline for titles destined for, the next, for its next console, which is a problem the entire industry is grappling with. Okay. Okay. Let's break this down slightly. Price. Yeah. We have no confirmed sources. No. In this article. Nope. It's all like business analysts basically making their predictions for what it's going to be. Yes. I wholeheartedly believe that they are going to sell at a loss, whatever it is. You think so? Absolutely. Because they're, if the production is set to still take place and this console, both consoles are still scheduled to release by the end of the year. I truly believe, I don't know what the price is going to be. We've already speculated what we think the price is going to be. And I believe they will sell at a loss because they're going to make up the money via software sales. That that's the bread and butter. The, the bread and butter is the software sales. The bread and butter is the services. Xbox live. You have to pay per month, per year, per three months, whatever you're subscribed for. PlayStation plus you have to do it. If you want to play online in video games, you pay per month per 12 months, whatever PlayStation. Now 
their streaming service. Project X Cloud, which is going to be coming out, right? We don't know if that's going to be included in Game Pass Ultimate. We don't know if that's going to be included in anything. We don't know if it's going to be a standalone service. That's where they make their money. They're not going to make their money off hardware sales. What they're going to care about probably is like whoever's beating who. So right. if, if, if Microsoft ever pay attention to why Microsoft never released their Xbox one selling numbers because PlayStation was killing them. Why would they release inferior numbers? Nobody like people would just use that to flame them. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody cares, but Sony we've sold this many PlayStation fours. We're coming out with this exclusive PlayStation four console because we sold this many PlayStation fours. Remember that? Oh yeah. So if Microsoft sold more series X's than the PlayStation five did, then yes, they're going to come out with those numbers because those are the numbers they care about because their investors care about those numbers. But if they don't sell as much, they're going to keep that on the hush hush because they don't care about hardware sales. They care about services and software. Um, so yes, I believe they will sell at a loss, whatever that loss is. Fuck if I know, I'm not even going to guess, but I think they will because if Sony is planning on selling at a loss, According to analysts, if Sony plans on selling their PS5 at a loss and Phil Spencer has already come out and said basically that we're there to compete with them, yeah, then they're going to do the same thing, if not even more so. So yeah, I think they will be. Do you have anything you would like to add? No, fair enough. Um, Selling, so they're saying they might have limited quantities of the PS5. This could be kind of like the Nintendo Switch effect where, you know, Nintendo released limited quantities in the U.S. Mm. and then everyone was looking for one. Um, And, you you know, you had people on waiting lists, people always searching the internet for a Switch. Then you had people reselling them for 500 bucks online when they were buying them for 300 in the store. Um, I could see something like that going on with the, the PS5 if it is truly limited. And not everyone who really wants one can get their hands on one. I think that's not a bad idea. And I think they have that ability considering with COVID happening. Mm -hmm. I think that could definitely be a possibility. What I'm wondering is what Microsoft is going to do. If, if this Bloomberg report is correct, that they're going to scale back production quantity of the PlayStation five. Yeah. I wonder what that means for the series X. Are they going to well, do the same thing and just not say anything? The funny thing is, is in the beginning of the article, they said they're full go manufacturing. Yep. But they're only going to do a limited release. Right. Why? Right. Like, I want to know who these analysts are that are talking yeah, about this. I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious. They said they've, I don't know if there's, there was no s- sources cited. So it's, yes, these are business analysts, but where are they getting their information? That's and, you know, the New York Times, all these, wherever you get this article, yeah. is it, they are credible news sources. Correct. For the most part, but I'm, I'm really cu- curious where they're getting their information. Is, I'm wondering now, is Bloomberg a credible, uh, a credible news source? They use the word arch rival in the article. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're not can, arch rivals. They're not, but what? They're, but they're two competing. Yes, they're competitors. They're not arch rivals. They don't fucking hate each other. Maybe they do. I, I highly <laughs> doubt that. Uh, I think that's fucking crazy, but yeah, like the, the sources didn't want to be named understandable. They probably lose their jobs if they did. But like the fact that they keep saying, this is what the people said. Okay. I, I don't know. That's, that's really, that's really hard for me. That's really hard for me. Um, see, 
yeah, J- Jordan said Nintendo does it for the hype for the the re- limited release. Sony could be doing the same thing. Maybe they can. Maybe they're seeing that the Xbox Series X might be a more powerful console, and they're doing this for the hype based off the PS4 hype, so that they could get more sales. Could be. Um, Dave states no console was ever sold at a profit. Service access, uh, services, accessories, first party games are the profit. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, Justin, four ninety nine for either console, same price. Uh, Jordan, I assume five hundred or five fifty, possibly. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't know. My mind keeps flip flopping. I don't. Uh, I don't uh, it's going to probably keep flip-flopping until the thing fucking releases. Right. But you know what? We know what it is. I think that 500 sounds like a sweet spot. Yeah. I think 400's too low mm-hmm. considering a brand new, when not on sale, a brand new PlayStation 4 Pro sells for $400. Yeah. A brand new Xbox Series X sells for $400. When not on sale, which they are basically all the time. So they are going to reduce the prices. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But something tells me that 400's too low and 600's too high, especially with COVID. So people have been losing their jobs left and right. The amount of unemployment in the United States, the amount of unemployment claims in the United States is unbelievable, right? The last thing on people's minds, on parents' minds, is buying a brand new console for their kids or themselves, really, they're focused on putting food on the table and hopefully ha- keeping their job or finding another one and and waiting for this thing to fucking go away. Yeah. Right? So part of me thinks that part of me thinks that 400's too low because of where the current high-end consoles are at, even though they will drop in price, they will. And 600 is too high because of COVID and I think Sony learned their lesson from the PS3 launch. I think that thing sold, don't get me wrong. But it didn't sell. It didn't sell as well as they were hoping to, considering that price tag. Right. That slim that they came out with, the first slim that they came out with for the PlayStation Three, money. Right. Absolute money. Yes, it did not play PS Two games, but it was sleek. It was as it was just as powerful. Obviously, it was less power consuming. It. It was cheaper. That console was fantastic. Um. Jesus Christ, Pink. I agree. Um, let's see here. Heavy states. So night Fox four fifty to five fifty seems like a good spot. Um, Jordan. Yeah. I really think it'll be under 600. Dave says, I bet they'll sell the console for 400 with hard drives and required accessories that bring it up to 600. Okay. And I think Fuck, I just think 600 is too high. Um, 400 with a small hard drive. Something tells me that I feel as though they're not going to do smaller storage options. Like it's either going to be like one terabyte or that, and that's it. I think it's going to be a terabyte. Plain and simple. And then you'll buy the modules to, to put in. on the back. Or use external, but they, rec- they don't. Right. For Series X games, they Use the one that you can get, um, that you can actually buy. Um, one terabyte or buy a two terabyte hard drive for one fifty. I think that their their custom SSDs, like their their NVMe SSDs, uh, that module is going to be. 
a terabyte is at least going to be a hundred dollars at least because you, you could buy you like normally right now. And that's a one terabyte SSD is a hundred dollars. Yeah. It's about a buck a gig. So, I mean, not a buck a gig. Fuck. Don't listen to me. Okay. But that's why I think it'll be a terabyte for a hundred dollars at least at the very least. Um, Yeah, but 600 would be you deciding to spend it while they require you to spend a 400. Having three different launch models fucked up to 360. Agreed. Wait, the hard drive is M.2? The one inside, okay, the one inside the console, not the module. The one inside the console is an NVMe SSD. The The module so yeah, it's an M.2. It's an M.2 NVMe SSD. That's what's in the console. The module might be a smaller form factor. They make them. Like, you can buy them now. Um, they have them in some laptops. It looks like the size of a Wi-Fi card. Like, if you look in a laptop and you can see, like, an Intel, uh, um, an Intel Wi-Fi 6 card or uh, a killer Wi-Fi card, like the little, the little square, fucking, I'm, yeah. That's what it looks like. At least that's that's what the module looks like. It looks smaller. It doesn't look like the stick of an M.2. Like, that's sure. not what it looks like. So I think it's going to be a smaller footprint. Um, They are unbelievably dope for convenience, Dave. Absolutely. No cables. Goes right into your motherboard. They're stupid. They're dead simple. Dead simple. Um... Night Fox says, sadly, sadly, two terabyte might actually have to be it uh, since some of the games are now 100 gigs. I agree that games are getting so large now that you would be more likely to get a bigger capacity. But at the same time, Microsoft likes money and they're going to give you that option. So I think Dave, like coming out with the one terabyte and two terabyte options, giving you that op- like option of what you want to buy with your money. And then if you buy the one terabyte and it fills up right away, you're going to be like, shit, I should have bought the two terabyte. And then they just make more money anyway. So, um, smaller footprint, those things are already small. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like they're, they're at, they're literal things. Um, I forgot the technical name of it, but they make a smaller SSD and I believe they're in some laptops as well. Uh, but yeah, M.2s are tiny. Like, like we said, Will, is there anything you'd like to add before we move on? Nope. Okay. Good. I'm sorry to keep dragging this on. So, next part of Cotton of the Games Watch, CSGO is still breaking records, Will. Still. This is by SteamDB. CSGO has just beaten Dota 2's long-standing concurrent players record with 1,295,971 players. Dota 2's record of 1,295,114 players was set four years ago. And CSGO beat that. Holy hot diggity damn. I was one of those players this month. You were. You helped that stat. I added to it, yeah. You helped that stat. Um, Dave states, think about it this way, everyone. Microsoft and Sony will give you just under what you want. That way to upscale you into their profit margins. It only took a national crisis to beat that record. Oh my God. It's official. Will broke the record. I you broke did it, the Will. Record, yeah. You it's did all it. all me. It's all, only you. 
Um, you were all those one point something million players yes. right there. Yep. All those different accounts that you have playing CSGO at the same time. Uh, <laughs> how many virtual machines are you running on your computer? You well, you God damn. You don't need to know. <laughs> okay. I'll just keep it at that. Um, all right. And this is, here's the big one. Uh, let's talk about Valorant. So Valorant closed beta is out right now. Um, you can tune into Twitch streams to get a drop. Here's the first news story, and then we'll continue on. Well, actually, first, a little gameplay tip that I did not know about. This is by Rivington the Third on Twitter. I don't know what happened to the first and second, but this is the third Rivington. Okay. Switching weapons and pulling out your knife and attacking with your knife are all silent actions. Picking up weapons and reloading weapons are audible. I did not know that your knife is silent completely. I had no, yeah. no idea. Because it makes the sound when you actually yeah. like swing It makes it. the sound when you switch weapons and yep. you take out your knife and swing. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Just a fun fact for those who didn't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, all right. First what? All Valorant streams now drop closed beta access. This is by Anna and Joe of Riot Games of PlayValorant.com. We're back, and by we, we mean us, Anna and Joe. We're Will and Josh, not Anna and Joe, but that's besides the point. With more lessons learned from the Valorant closed beta and some new thinking, we'll lead with the changes and follow up with our thought process. Starting now, all Valorant Twitch streams can drop closed beta access as long as they're playing Valorant. While we're still running closed beta drops in uh, 24-7, please note that this change does not increase the number of drops, just that you can watch any Valorant stream to be eligible. As a reminder... Drops happen at all times, even when you're offline. But only for players in Europe, Canada, United States, Turkey, Russia, and CIS countries. This is based off of your Riot account's home-based region, which you can check by logging into the website they provide and seeing what is listed under country and region. If you're in a region that does not yet have closed beta, please be patient. We're moving as fast as possible to release closed beta in new regions with Brazil, LATAM, and Korea in our sites but can't confirm dates just yet. If you have other questions on the mechanics of closed beta access, read our first post at the link they provide. Some other things that we have already, that have already happened, but worth repeating. We've increased our current uh, closed server loads by 25% to meet demands, and we're ramping up even more. We know it hurts to be unlucky, so we went through a few thousand of the most engaged Valorant stream viewers and manually gave access as a thank you. Thank you, your internet and your eyeballs. <laughs> And we've already banned a number of account sellers that are actively tracking more to ban. If you are streaming Valorant and want to give away closed beta drops, be sure to enable in-game drops through your Twitch account. And some final thoughts. We know there's a lot of demand, and it can be frustrating not to get access after a few days of watching. There are many of you, and we're trying. Our goal with Valorant closed beta is to learn all the things we need to know going into launch, and one of those lessons is server load management. We're still in the active process of rolling out server infrastructure around the world, including more in EU and NA, and Close Beta is doing a great job of telling us where we need to be. Thanks for participating in all this, and I'll be back with more news when we can. So there's that. And then the big one, the anti-cheat. Let's talk about that. So before we read the article here, there was there's a lot of concern rightfully so that the Valorant anti-cheat runs on your system at all times. Even when you're not playing the game, even when you're not logged into the game, it runs at all times. So let's see if this article gives us some more information as to why that is. 
And is this a, as big of a deal as what people are making it out to be? I mean, security is a big fucking deal. Right. And the fact that it runs on your system all the time is not that great. So let's get into it. A message about Vanguard from our security and privacy teams by the Riot security team. We're Chris Himes, the data protection officer and chief information security officer, Mark Hillick, director of security, Clint Saraday, anti-cheat production lead, our product lead, Daniel Hu, data privacy product lead, and Warren Kenny, application security product lead. And we're here to talk about Riot Vanguard. We've discussed Vanguard in the past, but over the last week, there's been a lot of conversation about Vanguard and its kernel mode driver. The biggest concerns we're hearing are about the security of the driver and your privacy. Our buddy Paul Riot Arkham Chamberlain has been addressing questions where he can, but as a group of the most unapologetically paranoid rioters, we wanted to give Riot Arkham a little backup and give you some added insight into how Vanguard was built with security and privacy at its heart. A little background on Riot security. A few years ago, we wrote about how security has evolved at Riot. We described our approach as being the guardian of Riot's player-focused culture, feedback-driven and audience-focused, and centered around providing options, not roadblocks. This is as true in 2020 as it was in 2017. The anti-cheat team made sure Vanguard was designed with our security and data privacy teams coordinating closely at every stage of development. We understand the decision to run the driver component in kernel mode can raise concerns, and that some of you want to know more about the tech behind Vanguard. We can't get too deep into the technical specifics without potentially compromising Vanguard, but we'll go as far as, as we safely can below. Plus, we can assure you that it's been reviewed by both internal and external security experts. The bottom line is we would never let Riot ship anything if we weren't confident in treated player privacy and security with the extreme seriousness they deserve. With that in mind, let's look at our philosophy for Vanguard and the fundamentals of its architecture. Riot Vanguard's philosophy. Riot's committed to achieving the highest competitive integrity in our games. We want you to play in a world where you never have to doubt your abilities or your opponents. The battle against cheats is consistently evolving and we're always working on better ways to accomplish our goals. Cheating has gone from merely seeking control of game client memory to methods that attempt to modify the underlying operating system. If anti-cheat software is only run in user mode, its capabilities would be compromised by a cheat running at a higher privilege level. For example, some of the more advanced cheating communities have used direct memory access, DMA, to rebroadcast memory to a separate computer for later processing. Vanguard is a solution that will help us achieve the vision of uh, competitive integrity while enabling us to continuously adapt our arsenal in the war against cheaters. Vanguard does not collect or process any personal information beyond what the current League of Legends anti-cheat solution does. Riot does not want to know more about you or your machine than what is necessary to maintain high integrity in your game. The game data we collect is used for the operation of the game and integrity-related services such as Pac-Man and Vanguard. Not, not P-A-C-M-A-N, P-A-C-K-M-A-N. I just don't want people to think it's the worker, 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 you know? Um, sorry. So, the Riot Vanguard architecture. Vanguard consists of three components. The client, driver, and platform. The client, user mode, handles all the anti-cheat detections while the game is running. The client needs to communicate with the platform to receive detections in an order for a player to be able to play. The client does not consider a machine trusted unless it recognizes the driver. Untrusted machines cannot play Valorant. The driver, 
kernel mode is used by the client to validate memory and system state and to make sure the client has, been has not been tampered with. The driver runs its startup to prevent loading cheats prior to the client initialization. The driver can be uninstalled at any time. It's called Riot Vanguard in add slash remove programs, although Valorant will not be able to run without it. The driver does not collect or send any information about your computer back to us. The driver has been signed by Riot's own EV cert, which has in turn been signed by Microsoft as per their code signing process. So hopefully that's put things at ease a little bit. So what's next? As part of our commitment to player security and privacy, we've been running a bug bounty program on HackerOne for the past six years. We've rewarded security researchers with almost $2 million in bounties, and our scope includes everything that players interact with. Today, we're announcing that we're creating a special scope for Vanguard vulnerabilities with even higher bounties. We want players to continue to play our game with peace of mind, and we're putting our money where our mouth is. If you think you found a flaw in Vanguard that would undermine uh, the security and privacy of players, please submit a report right away, and you may be eligible for a big bounty payout. I think it's like upwards of $100,000. Visit our HackerOne page for more details. We'd never let Riot ship something we can't stand behind from a player trust perspective. Not that we think Riot would ever try. Players with, have every right to question and challenge us, but let's be clear. We wouldn't work here if we didn't deeply care about the player trust and privacy and believe that Riot feels the same way. We're players just like you. and We wouldn't install programs on our computer that didn't have the utmost confidence in. Please keep holding us accountable for, protect, for protecting both the competitive integrity of our games and your personal privacy. So there you go. Yeah, what do you think? I'm fine with it. Sounds like they're on the right track. Do you have any concerns with Riot Vanguard? Personally, okay, so those people work at Riot. Yeah, okay. so they're going to defend it. Right, you have to take their word for what it is. But... I will say that having the cert from Microsoft, Microsoft knows what they're doing. And the fact that you can uninstall it and anytime you want, they gave you the where it is, you can uninstall it at any time. Yep. You just won't be able to play Valorant if you do that. So keep that in mind. But I'd say it's not, I'd say that's fine. I'd say it's fine. I don't think it's, like they said, it's not collecting any personal data. They... The reason this is running all the time is they're trying to break new ground in forms of anti-cheat. Right. And I think this it's one of the only ways they can do it. Like they said, people can get around other anti-cheats by running like running the system through another computer or having something start up before or just giving the cheat higher permissions than the anti-cheat. Yep. Like it, it makes sense to me what they're doing. Um, I don't have – I don't think Riot's going to try to steal – millions of players information right i think it's just for the game they're trying to build riots right now trying to build this infrastructure that can launch them to be the biggest like esports competitor in the future right and i think this without is them of, saying that right yeah. right they're, they're not saying it but what, we just want to make a game that everybody wants to play and enjoy no you want to make money nope we yeah get so riots trying to launch themselves to be the future of esports and um they have to have this level of security we've seen people cheating in csgo in other, in other big games during tournaments, and they need to, they want to avoid that completely. They want to have the structural integrity of their game not be, and not be faltered, I guess you could say. Right. Uh, Dave says, why can't they just give it an on-off form? 
because they talked about in that article since it's kernel based it it starts up at the at it starts when you start your computer and goes through the initialization process because it, it doesn't want cheats to happen like let's say you boot up your computer boot into valorant and then the anti cheat starts what if you had cheats loaded beforehand right and then the counter argument to that is if you want the off button just uninstall it and then just don't play valorant that's that's it like that's it um yes josh valorant will be completely free at launch Valorant will be 100% free at launch. And it's launching this summer, according to them, which means like in a couple months yeah. is when that thing will launch co- completely. Um, yeah, Jordan, it's going to be, it's going to be huge. It is going to be huge. Um, I'm excited to see what the skins are, like what the further skins are going to be. Yeah. Some of them are pretty cool so far. I'm excited for what they're going to do in the future. Um, League finals are on ESPN this week. Holy hot damn. They need some sort of content. I'm sorry, Dave. So Dave says, gotta hate that statement. Don't want the anti-cheat, delete it and fuck off. I'm sorry. I know. It's just. Can Dave, do you have any, do you have a different idea of what they could do with this being a kernel based anti-cheat? If you have another idea, like this isn't meant to be an asshole. I'm like, I'm legitimately asking if you have another idea for what they could do for being a kernel based anti-cheat that has to run based off what apparently they're talking about. It has to run at the initialization of your computer. What would be, what would be the counter to that? Um, until they create their final design for this anti-cheat, no, but they can make the statement better. Okay. 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 Um, just buy a dedicated Valorant machine and have no other information on it. Problem solved. <laughs> Good go. job, Silos. Good job. I like it. Um, what's the fucking point of deleting the anti-cheat and keeping the game installed? Maybe if you're... I think it's if, like... I don't know. If you're worried about it running on your computer while you're not gaming. Yes, if you're not playing Valorant. Essentially, you could install the anti-cheat, restart your computer, then play Valorant, and then when you're done playing Valorant, uninstall it. It's a lot of work for you, but if you don't want the anti-cheat, that's what you're going to have to do. Right. um, It's kind of the short of it. Does it reinstall it? I would imagine it would, but then again, I don't know. Like, Try it out. Try it, Dave. Try uninstalling the anti-cheat and then just try to launch Valorant and, and see if like there's a pop-up that says, hey, we don't detect the anti-cheat. Would you like to install that? Or I don't know what the process would even be. Yeah, I don't know oh, either. Silo says, yes, it does reinstall it. Okay, got it. Sweet. If you want to install the kernel, you would have to restart the PC. There you go. Um, all right, you guys can keep the conversation going. Uh, we are going to go to our next segment of the show we're going to talk about some other video games but will is also going to talk about valorant we have will's adventures within the yeah so yeah i played i did play valorant played a lot of valorant you did um i am somewhere in the area of 5000 XP away from finishing the beta rewards nice contract nice, 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 nice. and then I'm working on the omen contract because I really like the ghost skin the ghost skin the ghost is the uh pistol 
um, well, the silence pistol, and then there's a, a nice skin that goes along with completing that. Well, almost completing. It's level nine of that contract. So uh, if, for those who don't know, um, each, what are they called? Agent has their own contract you can activate in the character screen. And each one has its own set of rewards. So you'll get... Um, I've seen people running that. So yeah, you can get like um, raise raises gun charm or you know her banner whatever it be yeah so yep i'm working on the omen one right now um i had a good stretch i I seem to have like my my games run like i'll win five in a row and then i'll get destroyed for three and then i'll win a couple and then it, it just seems to be all over the place and i think it's because it's um limited player access right now i feel like once it's opened up to the full player base. The the ranked base matchmaking will level out a little bit more. Sure. Um, and the fucker's going to explode when it releases oh, anyway. Yeah. So, I've run sure. into... It's the classic. There's just crappy people out sure. there. Like, um, I purposely lost a game the other day because a dude was being a dick to us on the team. So I purposely, like, went in with pistols most rounds and just dicked him over. Because I was like, nah, you're going to be a dick. I'm going to be a dick to you. Right. I finally had enough of it. I broke a little bit. But whatever. Probably going <laughs> to lose it anyway. So, might as yeah. well. Yeah. That's a, it's really unfortunate, though. That sucks. Yep. Um, But, yeah. It's it's fun. I enjoy it. I want to be better at it. Um. The people who have been playing CSGO for so long do have the advantage with the aiming mechanics. Sure. Um, but I'm trying to get better. Yeah. I, I well, enjoy it. Well, it takes practice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of it, <laughs> apparently. Um, so, yeah, I'm enjoying Valorant. I'm trying to just level up on that. Um, played Halo 5 during the community play date for yep. a few matches with you guys. And then a game that I really didn't mention before, it's not too hyped up. Not a lot of people know about it, Deadside. I was going to ask about this. What is, yeah. what is this? So it's a kind of like a survival-based game. Okay. So what is it called? Dead side. Dead side. So you load in, you pick what server you want to load in. Now these servers are usually 10, 20 or 50 player sizes. And right now it's early access and they only have about, I'd say a fifth of the map released. And the object of this game is basically kind of like, it's kind of like rust a little bit. You can gather materials, build a base, get storage. You can, there's NPCs on the map that you can go kill. Um, and then if you run into any other players, it's all, you can, you can shoot each other. You can team up. You can do what you want. Yeah. Kind of like uh day Z as Dave says, you ready for this? Sure. Dead side is a hardcore multiplayer shooter with wide open spaces as well as gaming possibilities. Yeah. In Deadside, you're being immersed into a realistic gameplay in a grim setting of a post-apocalyptic world. It aims to keep the balance between the dynamic of a shooter and a hardcore survival game. The game world does not suggest fantastic elements like zombies or anomalies, but focuses the player's attention on realistic aspects of life in the ruins of a dead civilization. Open world, survival in a post-apocalyptic world, real weapons, waterborne and above-ground transport, crafts, building, Anything you need to survive and get an adrenaline rush, you can find it all here in Deadside. <laughs> this game is under active development. Yeah, it is. Um, From their website. Great. So, right now, I'm in a 20-player server. Okay. And How big can they go, you said? Up to 50 right now. Okay. And I, um, 
the only so the only time I've run into other players is when we were at so there's safe zones where there's traders. Okay. So we were trading, getting because you have to you know keep your food and water up. They don't go like in depth with it. It's literally just eat and drink. Okay. Um, but that's the only time I've run into other players out um doing things. Uh, Joey he bought the game for me, so I didn't even have to pay for it, which is great. Awesome. I mentioned I mentioned it to him, and he was like, "I got a hundred bucks in Steam gift cards. Here you go." That's so, awesome. Yeah, we're playing it together. Um, I so was it Thursday night? I stayed up till midnight, so I streamed. I streamed uh, Valorant for a while. Yes, and then at the end we were just burnt out on it, so we switched over to Dead Side. Yep, and I was like the delirious tired, so like we were just. Dicking around in the game. Oh shit! Just laughing my laughing my ass off. I accidentally um, we started building our base the other day, and um, I was able to climb up on. So all we have right now is a storage box and the frame of a base. So like, there's no walls. There's nothing. It's literally just the frame. Jesus Christ. Okay. And I was able to climb up onto like the ledge of the frame, and I was just swinging my axe around, being stupid. And then Joey climbed up behind me. I hit him in the head and killed him because <laughs> it's friendly fire. It's realistic. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> he just, like, cracked up laughing. He uh, respawned and then came and got all of his shit again. <laughs> you should have killed him again. I should have. Yeah. Should have just kept that train rolling. But, yeah. It's, we'll see you soon, Pink. It's, it's a fun It's fun just to mess around in. It's pretty yeah. chill. You can kind of engage NPCs when you want to. Um, And, yeah, it's all about... Just finding gear, you can then sell gear to get money to buy food and water, or you can just find it out in the world. Okay. Um, to build your base, you have to go find nails, a saw, hammers, all that stuff it would take. Sure. And then um, the funny thing is, is like you can just, if you find an axe, you can just chop at a tree and it just piles up wood in your inventory. Sweet. So that's what we were doing. Like I showed up, uh, I went and got wood to help build our base and I showed up. And dropped like 70 pieces of wood on the ground because Joey was collecting everything for the base. He was the one who was making it all. Sure. So I just like drop all this crap on the ground. I'm like, here you go. <laughs> run, run off again. So does your stuff degrade or no? Degrade. Like like the axe, does it degrade over I don't think time? it does. Oh, that's nice. That's fucking better so, than yeah. Animal Crossing. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, uh, it's it's fun. I enjoy it. It's, it's a chill game to mess around in. And it has those high action moments when you want to. Sure. Um, there's also another thing on... On the map, there's like, they call them missions, but it's realistically, okay. there's hot spots on the map where NPCs will spawn. And if you kill all the NPCs, a chest will unlock. Okay. And then you can get some good gear from that. So that'll draw players in to kind of have this, oh, maybe, you know, you'll find other players there. You can kill them, take their gear. Yeah. Um, the strat right now is to just, if you hear someone battling in the zone, just circle the area. And wait for them to come out with their stuff and then kill them. Okay. Makes sense. Why not? Camp. Why so, not? So uh, another thing too is if someone comes into the safe zone, quote unquote safe zone with really good gear, people will follow them out and then try to take them out from the side because once you leave that safe zone, it's over. Got it. So it's, you, you there's strategy to it. There's all this like, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me. Sweet. So trying that out. But that's, that's all I played was those three games this week. What about yourself? Um, I played Animal Crossing, log in every day, find my money rock, beat the shit out of it, get my money, <laughs> yep, and fuck Tom Nook. That's what I do. I got a. Uh, I have my three new neighbors. 
Um, today, my new residential services building should be upgraded, which is awesome. Speaking about that. Yeah. So back when it was just a tent. Yeah. In a flat space. Yes. I put my freaking store right behind it. Oh, you're fine. When it when it expands, it stays in that same square. No, like, I know that. Yeah. But now the building is big enough that it covers the store. So I have to like find the shop behind my freaking building and be like, is, is so, this the entrance? For the record, eventually I've heard that you're able to move buildings. Yeah. So when you get that opportunity, you'll be able to. I'll uh, be fine. Yeah. But yeah, still. Dave just said you can move the store soon. So yeah. Um, you planting money trees yet? Asked Silos. Yeah. Every now and again. So you, uh, did you know that you can plant money trees? Yeah. If too? you find like a bag of bells, you can yeah. plant it in the ground. So it's like, from what I've heard, the guaranteed strat is put 10 grand in and then you get 30 grand when it, is done. Um, and then I've also heard that there can be times that if you put in more than that, there is an opportunity. Like there's a chance that it could triple what you put in, but it's not guaranteed. Gotcha. Like the guaranteed strat is 10,000. Sure. Um, you have to replant in the same spot. Yeah. Because it's a glowing, it's a glowing spot in the ground. Um, I have Dave, I've still the, the turnip person, it hasn't shown up yet, so I haven't bought turnips yet. But that's a that's a fun time. Uh, I like it so far. I got my I got my three new residents and all that shit completed. All that, and then one of them, one of them calls me uh, her best friend. Uh, yeah, and uh, she likes video games. Oh wow! And watching movies and shit. And I'm like, I like you. Well, shit, you're nice. Uh, I told you about Dom on my island, right? No, the rainbow sheep. Or whatever. Nope. Yeah, so Dom was one of my first residents. And um oh, Dave, I don't Dave, did. I don't do the fucking time traveling shit. I play the game the way it's meant to be played. Uh but Dom, one of my first ever residents, so we have a best friend named Dom as well, IRL, but uh I just made the joke that he that was him mm -hmm. in my game. And he always just says, like, dude, Reno and stuff like that. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. And he loves working out. Like, he loves, loves working out more than anything in the world. Anytime I see him out there, he's just fucking talking about how you're getting swollen shit. I'm like, yeah. no, fuck off. <laughs> um, but no, it's cool. Just go back a couple hours for the terms. I don't rewind days just out. I'm not rewinding anything. I'm good. I'm not, I, I just, if I get turnips, I get turnips. If I don't, who gives a shit? If it's 8 a.m. to noon, I log in every... I don't know if I should be saying this. I mean, I don't log in every day during work hours. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking... I don't do that. I would never. I would never. Two million bells, bro? Don't worry. I'll get bells. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about getting bells, bro. I'm not worried. You sound like a fucking person selling stocks to me right now. Yo, bro, let me tell you about these fucking stocks, bro. Like, I don't, I don't need to hear this shit. Um, so, yeah. Played animal, playing Animal Crossing every day. Um, Dom literally texted me. He says, I have a 50-inch TV for sale in my shop if you want it. $22,000. i am going to go buy that fucking TV. I'll take it. In his nook shop. Obviously, not a real TV for $22,000. Nice. Yeah. So I'm going to go buy that 50-inch TV and I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put it in. My house also just got, I also just unlocked a customization on items. 
So now I'm like painting all my stuff to match the room decor and whatnot. I have my, I told you how I replanted every tree on my island basically. So I go through every morning and I chop all my trees, get all my wood, build all my shit. Good to go. I got to visit my shop today because I played at like 11 last night. Shops closed. Shops closed. Yeah. So I'm going to visit the shop this morning. I'm going to fucking sell all my extra fruit. Nice. Yeah. It's great. Someone should teach you how to build a desk. YouTube. It's a wonderful thing. Um, unless you're talking about like in Animal Crossing. Yeah. Got to find the DIY. Oh, wait, no. He's, he's looking at a literal power drill right now. Never mind. Okay. What? I'm so confused right now. Yeah, I don't think he's talking about Animal Crossing, nope, Dave. Nope, I don't think he is. Nope. I was, I was confused. Like, what the fuck are you talking? What are we doing? Okay, move, conf- I'm going to move on. Um, <laughs> so I'm also playing the Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, I took a slight break from Final Fantasy XIV because I'm in patch content right now in the first, the base game still, not even at the first expansion. And yes, the patch content, like everybody says, is a fucking slog. And so I'm taking a break. I'm playing Elder Scrolls Online. It's fun. Um and yeah, and the fact that you only have to pay once, you don't need the ESO Plus subscription, which is awesome. So you're able to buy it once. Uh, there was a sale on Steam not too long ago. So I have the full thing up with every expansion up to the new one that hasn't released yet. For like, I got it for stupid fucking cheap. So that was awesome. Um, also played Halo 5 Guardians and Halo MCC for the community. Played it. It was fun. Uh, Dave and co shit on Halo 4 so much. Yet, of course, both games we played, I was a fucking god. Hello? Also, as I say that, Dave fucking subscribes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, Dave, for the, for the sub. Greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Also, fuck you, Dave, uh, for shitting on Halo 4. Everyone does. I just want to see it stop. That's all. Um... Yeah, it was fun. I, it's stupid how good I am at that game. Part of me hates myself for it. I'm not kidding. Because everyone loves to not play it. Like, whenever it comes up, they're like, oh, my God, fuck this. Yeah. And then when we play the game, oh, this sucks. Why does this exist? Oh, fuck this. And then I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm getting kills. This is great. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Um, oh, man. Dave is a god. Nah, Dave is not a god. He's definitely not. <laughs> and then um, I played Final Fantasy VII Remake. I said it before. I'll, I'll say it on this on this podcast. Chapter 8 is some of the worst video game I've ever played. Period. In any game. Not just this. It's terrible. The, the story is stupid slow. The gameplay, if you can even call it that, is stupid slow. Everything about Chapter 8 was terrible. Hated every second of it. Chapter nine got right back on track. And then uh, Jordan asked, you going to treat your subs like that? So fucking rude. What a dick. Uh, Dave says, right refund. Too bad. It's not my fault. You decided to pay. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, just put it out there. You know, hey, Will. Yeah. Have you heard any? Have you heard of this wonderful thing? It's called uh, uh, Twitch Prime. Oh no! 
<laughs> Tell me all about it, Josh. Oh man. You see you see the badge next to Silos's name? Yeah. Yeah, so he he has Twitch Prime. And uh, Twitch Prime allows you to subscribe to your favorite or not favorite like us streamer uh for free. It's included in your Twitch it's included in your Amazon Prime subscription. Just make sure to link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. Thank you, Will. And then you can use your free sub on anybody on Twitch that you're able to subscribe to, including us. This is when they start pouring in, right? Is this yeah, when I they mean, start pouring in? I mean, if you have... Like 50,000 people watching? No, yeah, maybe. Oh, my God. Uh, Silas says, use my Twitch Prime already next month, I promise. <laughs> I'm just here to make people feel bad. Uh... Or we can give you real money and get yelled at. <laughs> That's your sub perk. See, we don't have emotes. We don't have sub badges or anything like that. Your perk, your sub, your sub perk. I'll put it in the thing down below. Get the yelled stream. at by Josh. Get yelled at by me. Oh. Yo, Yo Dave, Dave with the gifted sub to Silos. Yeah, fuck you, Silos. There it is. Oh, my it's, God. <laughs> what a plug. I thought so, too, Natana. Is Dave a god yet? Yes, Dave. Dave, Dave yeah. you are now a god. Congratulations, Dave. When it rains, it pours. Oh, the puns. <laughs> oh, and if perfect you're, segue. If you're in, if you if you do like puns, stay for the after show because uh, we got some some puns to run through. So, ju if Justin is still here, I really hope Justin is still here. Um, but okay, f first of all, seriously, thank you so much, Dave, for gifting a sub to Silos. Silos, yes, welcome. Obviously, you been here before but welcome to the to the subscriber base uh dave thank you that you did not have to do that it's greatly appreciated seriously um and then like will was hinting at before so i hope justin's here because he gifted us two calendars uh cal will's calendar being a pun of the day calendar and my calendar being a dad joke of the day calendar um and I do this for work every single day. So stay tuned to the end of the show. Like Will said, we're going to, we're going to have some stuff. We're going to have some jokes and shit. Um, it's going to be terrible. I'm going to die inside. Um, and so you're going to want to see that. <laughs> but no, Final Fantasy seven remake real quick. Chapter yeah. eight is fucking God awful. Chapter nine got everything back on track. We were having a great time. What makes it god awful? You said just the the story slow, the pacing, everything. The pacing was so bad in chapter eight. So, for those who do not know, in the original Final Fantasy seven, I talked about last week. In the original Final Fantasy seven, uh, the Midgar section of that game, which is the beginning of the game, uh, is about four to five hours. It could be a little bit longer, just depending upon what you do. But roughly four to five hours is that section of the original Final Fantasy seven. Final Fantasy VII Remake takes that four to five hour section, maybe longer depending on what you do, and expands that into a 35 to 40 hour game. Okay? Mm -hmm. So there is naturally going to be some filler. But that also means there's naturally going to be some uh, added stuff like that further progresses the story, that makes you learn a bit more about the characters, the context, so on and so forth, right? That stuff's awesome. What's not awesome is is the filler content. And oh boy, is there some mo fucking filler content. So chapter eight, uh, spoilers. This isn't really a spoiler because this literally takes place at near the beginning of the fucking original game. But 
something happens and you crash through a uh, a roof of a church. And that is where you fully meet Aerith. So you see Aerith, we, like, in the remake, you see Aerith earlier, but you don't really know who she is and everything. But something happens and you see her. At the beginning of chapter eight, you fully meet her, and then she becomes your buddy. Mm. Um, she's not a good buddy in that chapter because holy hell, that it's so bad. It's so bad, Will. I I don't want to. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to dwell on it. It's just fucking terrible. Okay. Um, Fair enough. But chapter nine is so much better. Really looking forward to uh, going further. That's that is that. Um, but that's that's all I played. Which means. Will, it's time for some shout-outs. <laughs> Happy belated birthday to Falcated. Um, yeah. Happy belated birthday to you. Looking forward to you competing in Infinite. Hopefully you do compete in Infinite. Uh, and then shout-out to everyone who joined in the community playdate. Yeah, Dave, including you. Just because you shit on Halo 4 too much. It's fine. <laughs> um, is chapter eight where you meet my girl Scarlet? Yes. Chapter eight is where you meet Scarlet, where you you don't actually meet her. She's on a television screen. But yes. Um, chapter eight is fucking terrible. That's it for the shout outs. It's time for some community creations. I got a lot, Will, for you today. Yeah. So Halo memes every day, obviously. Still shout out to Will because he provided this. It's fantastic. Uh, next is making Halo Infinite. Audio field recordings. Vehicles. This is by Halo. Check it out on YouTube. We have Halo Australia Online Pro League 2020 trailer. It's by Halo Australia. It's awesome. Check that out. We have I Can't Help. It's by Ishii. It's a, like a mini-tage, I guess you could say. Yeah, let's say mini-tage. There is Machine Learning for Optimal Matchmaking. This is by Josh Mankey. This is the uh, GDC talk that he gave. This is on YouTube now, so go ahead and check that out. We have Pro Forger reveals unreleased maps for Halo 5. This is by uh, Ascend Hyperion. So Ascend has been in the community for a very, very long time. And this is all of their, just a lot of unreleased maps from Halo 5 they made. It's fucking awesome. Then we have, like we talked about last week, we have the VOD. It's on YouTube. The Plaza full map breakdown by Shyway. Check that out. Learn about all the jumps, the slides, all the mechanics in Plaza. We have Ace, a Halo 3 montage by Logan Dodson. And if that name sounds familiar, he's the uh, like the lead content producer for 100 Thieves. So that's fucking cool. Then we have Halo CE Community Teaser Overflow. This is by Private99. Uh, check out the YouTube link. Um, Silos, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not the like real Halo 1. It's Halo 1 on MCC, but the video is still pretty cool. So check that out. And then finally, what is going to be released tomorrow, hopefully, we have Clips of the Week number 50 by High Tech Redneck. So once that goes live, we will include that in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Will, that's it for the community creations for the week. Without further ado, so we can get on to these terrible fucking jokes, please... <laughs> plug the show for the listening at home podcast audience you can find us on your favorite podcast services just listen or just search for hds pro talk 
listen to us too. But yeah, just search for HGS Pro Talk. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. No, just search for us and don't click on it. Just, just sure. that's just yeah. get our Google Analytics. Up. That's <laughs> all you got to do. I'm just kidding. Join the community discussion. Discord is a great place where everyone's putting their thoughts. We have our a topic in there. Gamer tags. If you want to find us on other services, join the community Discord. Link will be provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, or you can hit exclamation point Discord in chat. You can. You also can find us at our Xbox Club or Spartan Company. Search for us on Halo Waypoint. Hopefully that kicks off for Infinite. Hopefully. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, and then we are on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Esports, PD, and we have our own website. Mm-hmm. Search for HGS Pro Talk and HGSProTalk.com. Fuck yes. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for plugging the show. No problem, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode one, two, three of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week where we may have a topic, so stay tuned for that on Twitters, Discords, all that fun stuff. Uh, we're, and we're also going to talk about some more Halo. And you know what? We'll probably talk about some more Valorant as well. But until next week, ladies and gentlemen, bye-bye! <laughs>